As you walk through the valley of the shadow of hell, you will see through the fog a bend in reality, a veil that is beyond your own comprehension. It's the other side, beyond the void. That's right, it's episode 335, and today we have a weird as fuck wonders episode. Hooray! Yay. (laughs) I've been dragging Christina down this hole before, so... And of course, that means it's going to be a Hong Kong film, probably, because they're typically the weirdest of fuck as fuck movies I've ever seen. That and some of the... Bollywood movies are probably pretty wild too, man. So, but this week we're going to be talking about two movies from Hong Kong that involve haunted buildings and security guards, surprisingly. Don't know how we did that again, but uh, we picked two movies with two similar fucking concepts. And they even talk about yin and yang in there with security guards who are getting possessed and have to fucking push out evil. Like, right? Right. Isn't that weird? It's just so weird. There's evil in the buildings they're guarding. Yeah. So this week we're going to be talking about The Imp from 1981 and The Ghost Snatchers from 1986. From, and one of these is going to get the golden seal of weird as fuck wonders. That was my stamp. <laughs> That's, yeah, that sounds like a gun. Or a squirt gun. <laughs> I don't know, a squirt gun. Anyway, so yes, uh, we're uh, very excited to do this. We even had one of our friends come over, Justin, who uh, sat and watched the second movie that we just mentioned, and uh, he was really it was a really good time hanging out with him. Uh, so thanks for coming by, Justin. If you're listening to this episode, we're going to relive all of our wonderful memories that we shared together <laughs> about the, <laughs> one of these movies. So anyway. How are you, Christina? What's going on with you? I'm good. Yeah? What have you been up to? Oh, I'm, you know, I've been looking for a lot of movies. I've been doing some anime searching and uh, trying to find movies uh, involving anime. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, which we might have to do a later date. I know you don't like animated anything. I don't like animated so, movies. But I'm going to force you. And just like you didn't like shitty B movies like that I was showing you, the ones I was showing you, you've now grown well, accustomed to it. no. There's jewels in the rough, and the, most of them are rough. Yeah, well, there's some that are in the anime uh, area, too. There's not that many horror ones. A lot of them are fantasy. A lot of them are sexually involved, and some of them are very graphic. But that's what I like about them is the, the like... The sexual... Yeah, and- yeah. that's what I meant, Christina. 
the the graphic violence, not the graphic fucking, okay? But it's some they go hand in hand because it was in the late 80s and 90s that a lot of this like golden era of anime is. So that's what I was doing for the past couple of days. And I've been doing a lot of reviews for all these movies. They're going to be coming out tomorrow. <laughs> so I'm literally like, oh, I've got so many movies to watch and I'm still passing out and still like trying to get everything done at the same time. Mm-hmm. MVD sent me out a bunch of stuff. I'm I've got a video of them being putting up. I think it'll be up before this episode. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> so I'm gonna try to edit it today and then watch a movie tonight or two movies tonight and then uh yeah, get ready for Tuesday because it's gonna be a big day. Mm-hmm. We got I'll mention what is coming out on uh there that I have. Ignite Films has just put out where they're gonna be putting out on the eleventh. Invaders from Mars, the original movie, not the Toby Hooper one that he did afterwards. This is the one from 1953. It's a 4K transfer from Ignite Films that MVD Entertainment sent me out to check out. So if you're a fan of that, honestly, I think it has some really cool like visuals in this movie. It's only 72 minutes long. Very cool movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. I'm going to be doing a review of it on like Monday or Tuesday when the day it comes out. So uh, if you haven't got a copy of that and you love it, there you go. We also got the sequel to What the Water's Left Behind called Scars and uh, a few others that are coming up. We got uh, Magic Cop, which is basically like Vampire, Mr. Vampire number five. Uh, but it kind of you can kind of watch it as a standalone. It's just a silly Hong Kong film. We're going to eventually go down the, the, the Mr. Vampire franchise. There's like six or seven movies, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you can only get really get to watch like four or five of them. Yeah. So wow. those are some things that you might want to keep an eye out for. Check out my horror haul that I did. You'll get a little bit more in depth and see what I'm talking about a little bit more. Ah. But yeah, that's pretty much what I've been doing, motherfucker. That's How about exciting. you? Oh, I've been playing a little bit of games. That's Oh, you a have? Little bit, a little bit. Well, that's good. It's the only thing that keeps me awake, you know? <laughs> but yeah. So I hope everybody had a really good 4th of July. Um, a lot of people's houses burned down and uh, a lot of crazy <laughs> shit. A lot of people are pretty upset online about their dogs being scared to death. <laughs> a lot of the neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, it's, the world is on fire, like permanently, really. But yeah, hopefully it wasn't too bad for any of you guys out there. But well, what's the next holiday up? Uh, Labor Day. Labor Day. Oh, yay. Whoa. Who cares about women giving birth? I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Remember last year we did all the pregnant movies oh, for Labor yeah, Day? Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> anyway, so um Christina. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Oh fuck it's Monday. <laughs> Happy Monday. Wake up, get up out of the fucking bed. Christina's got some joy that she'll inject into your head. It's probably fucking fucked. Let's do it anyway. It's our new segment called Happy Fucking Monday. Okay, so Christina's got a. a I got a doozy. A doozy of a I got story. A fucking crazy she ass. She wouldn't tell me what it is. At all. Oh my god, dude. There's some crazy ass shit going on in Houston, Texas that okay. I have to tell you about. Fuck it. And it, okay, just listen to me very carefully because 
it's like it goes one direction, but no, no, no. Lots of twists. Lots of twists in this. What's okay. going on here? And also, it's still unfolding. So I'm going to kind of just do a timeline, okay? So on June 29th, just like like a week and a half ago, a couple weeks ago, a man was uh, unresponsive sleeping outside of a church, right? Mm. So they call the cops. The cops come. It turns out this guy was Rudy Farias. He was reported as a missing person on March 6th of 2005. Holy shit. At the age of 17... He went to go walk his two dogs, and he never returned, according to his mom. The dogs came back, but Rudy didn't come back. Weird. Right? So, okay, now. He's a time traveler. No, no, get this. (laughs) It's got to be something like that, right? Oh, it's worse. So the mom shows up at the church and refuses medical attention to her son, even though he had bruises and cuts all over him. She just wanted to take him home for the night, and then she promised the officers she would take him to the hospital in the morning just so he can recover from his trauma. That's what she said. Oh, my God. Let me guess. Don't tell me. She actually tried to kill him a long time ago and did it badly, and he woke up and didn't know who he was for a long period of time. So that's why she didn't want him to do anything so she could finally do it right. Almost. Almost. Oh my God. It gets crazier. Okay, wait, just listen to me, okay? I'm, I'm working on a timeline here. <laughs> okay. So the media gets worked up into a fucking frenzy, right? They go, the media goes absolutely nuts. I mean, there's, there's this kid, he goes missing and then he just reappears out of nowhere. This is like, you know, unimaginable, right? So that next day, the mom provides pictures of the son in the hospital because they kept bothering her like where is he why isn't he in the hospital we've been camping out the hospital you know what i mean so the local news station ran with the fucking pictures provided by the mother right a fucking tiktoker a tiktoker reversed image searched the fucking pictures those pictures were of rudy they were of him in the hospital but they were from a post from 2012 a post from 2012? On Facebook. They were from a Facebook post from 2012 that she posted. Okay. Interesting. Right? Right? Okay. So wait, so she then, said she hadn't seen him since 2005, but then- No, two, 2015 was when we went missing. Okay. So the pictures in the hospital for were from 2012. You said 2005, I thought, but maybe- No, maybe I said I heard 2015. Okay, okay. I'm reading off my paper here. Okay, I got a timeline, okay? So he's been missing since 2015, shows up on the doorstep of this church. She brings pictures of him from 2012. I don't know why that's significant. Why is that such a big deal? Well, Because it was before he got lost. She said, I will take him to the hospital in the morning. The media was like, well, where are you? Why aren't you in the hospital? Oh, she showed him pictures of old pictures of him. She gave the old pictures to the media so the media would leave her the fuck alone. Okay, and that's why I'm saying the TikToker reverse image searched and and found the pictures online. Anyway, so, of course, media, we don't know where the fucking cops are. Like, we don't know what's going on with the cops, right? So media's all worked up. Media's questioning neighbors, you know? The neighbors are like, he was, he's not missing. He's, he was never missing. He was hanging out in my garage last week. You know, the neighbor, all the neighbors and shit were saying this, right? Suspicious, right? Well, I guess. Right, it's crazy. I'm so confused. I know. So, finally the cops, the, the media started pressing the cops and the detectives again about this, right? So the cops were like, fine, fine. Okay, we're going to question him. We'll question him on Wednesday. And this was like a Monday, right? 
So Wednesday rolls around. They get some hotel rooms to do the questioning. And so this advocate, lawyer's advocate or something pops up out of nowhere because the mom was saying that the cops were harassing her. So this advocate guy got involved because he thought he would he could like protect the mom and Rudy. Okay. The kid, well, he's like, what how old is he now? Like twenty four, you know, and protect Rudy. So he just so you know where I'm going with this. There's another guy now involved in this and they're all in the hotel room, right? Um so Orgy. <laughs> Stop. So the, the mom would not let the detectives talk to Rudy alone at all. But the detectives was like, well, we need to talk to him alone because he wasn't talking at all. Rudy wasn't talking at all. So. Interesting. So the they put the mom in handcuffs and then got the advocate to stay with Rudy to talk to the detectives. And the mom was put in handcuffs and put into another room. And then Rudy, Rudy talked. Rudy has been at the house like he came back two days after he was reported missing. The mom threatened him and said he was going to get arrested, and now he has to hide for the rest of his life. And so the mom started drugging him. Oh, this is some sort of, like, Munchausen by proxy bullshit. Yeah, and there's a little bit more, too, because she was also sexually abusing him as well. Oh, no. According to the, what the advocates say, advocates said, Rudy said, because it's funny, too, this whole thing. Like the I don't, cops, know, I don't think anything's funny cops, about this one. The cops, the cops and detective, like they weren't doing anything. They weren't saying anything. So you know, which it's under investigation. Okay, that's fine. The advocate has already had like three press conferences. The neighbors are talking. Oh my god, the ants. His aunt spoke uh, spoke up. The ants are actually who have him right now. He was released to his aunt's custody. The ants had no idea. Wow. Like he was. He, they thought he was still missing. They probably went right? over there multiple times too and didn't even realize it. Yeah. So after the, all the hotel room debacle, you think the cops would have arrested the mom, right? You think? No. No. They sent her home. So one of the neighbors calls 911 at 2 a.m. Thursday morning because the mom was like yelling and screaming and the mom like took off. Like she packed up her car and she fucking hauled ass. So the mom is gone. They still don't know where the mom is. She's gone. Just she's gone. Way to go. Yes. So the Rudy's at with his aunt, so he's safe now. It's just crazy. So then again, um, there's more to this. This do you want to hear about the list of deaths related to this woman? There's people that have been disappearing around her? Yes. Oh God. All right. Let me start back. So this is also why she didn't want her son to be out probably too, because he helped her. Well, no, she's getting insurance claims off shit okay she's using two different names right they they figured out she's using two different names um so okay i'll start with the death so back in 2007 her grandfather died or rudy's grandpa her father died in a motorcycle accident in uh, uh 2011 rudy's brother her son motorcycle accident she's like cutting the fucking brake lines or something to 2014 the dad her husband uh, suicide. Well, I mean, because he was a he actually was a cop under investigation, and then he they said he committed suicide because he was a cop under. So investigation. she was like, "Well, we're so running said, out of money." Well, she knows the cops too, so she knows the cops. She knows the system. She knows so how she it works. Kno- yeah, exactly. In 2015 is when Rudy went missing. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2017, Rudy's uncle 
guess what he died of? Motor- motorcycle accident. Yes. <laughs> and she's really she does she own a motorcycle shop or like <laughs> Like, how the fuck does she know how to fucking fix or break? What's weird about the uncle dying is his insurance was supposed to go to Rudy. And she made him sign something. Yeah, but Rudy was still missing. So I guess there's the law in Texas is like if you're if you're missing for so long, then it goes to the next. Maybe that's why he showed up on the doorstep. And so she could get the money. I don't know. Think because, about it. Because, no, because uh, the neighbors have seen him alone, you know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'm saying, like, maybe that he just showed up at the doorstep so that she could try to claim the money. I, I think he was scared to death of her. He wouldn't even talk when she was in the well, room. Well, yeah, she's she's sexually abused him and everything. Yes. Jesus. And it, I mean, it, I, I've left so many parts out, and, like... You should watch these press conferences. They're fucking crazy. Well, so what like, is the whole full name so that we can look it up? What's it the is, woman's name? name? Well, his name, if you look up Rudy Ferris, F-A-R-I-A-S, Ferris. Is that how you spell it? I yeah, thought it was F- F-E-R-R-I-S. F-A-R-I-A-S. And they're pronouncing it Ferris. Okay. So, yeah, if you look that up, it's fucking crazy. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, that's not a very positive story for Monday, but happy Happy Monday! Monday! All right, guys, so I think it might be that time for our weird as fuck wonders of the imp from 1981 and the ghost snatchers from 1986. And we're going to go ahead and do that right now. Gather around, everyone. It's time to sing the song. Where are you? Boys and girls, do you like a fucked up movie? Blood and guts, dudes got nuts, lots of fucking boobies, knives, cups, and guns. We got it all for you. Like, have you seen a cat fight a baby on the moon? No. Lots of Hong Kong stuff and satanic blunders. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the weirdest fuck wonders. All right, Christina, you start off uh, the episode with your movie. <laughs> okay. The Imp was released November 5th, 1981 in Hong Kong. It's about with a pregnant wife at home. Kyung has been struggling to find a job when he finally finds work as a security guard in a commercial building. Strange incidents occur in the building and his colleagues begin to one by one die in horrible ways due to an imp. Whatever the fucking imp is. I don't know if that is either. <laughs> Maybe we should Google it. I already know because it's oh, in my okay. trivia. Okay. A geomancer warns <laughs> geomancer warns him he will be the next victim and teaches him how to avoid the fate. But he discovers the imp is trying to possess his baby. Oh shit. Boy, that just spoiled the whole movie. Yeah. Oh, actually the actual one was worse, and I actually cut this down. Oh, okay. <laughs> this was directed by Dennis Yu. Uh, he also did Crazy Kung Fu Master from 1984 and Evil Cat, which we've watched before. Yeah, we uh, watched a couple weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, and that's from 1987, and he also did The Beast from 1980. This was written by three people, and Alex is going to help me pronounce <laughs> the names. Camun Chung. Uh, he also did uh, Profiles of Pleasure from 1988, and he did Gun in Law from 1983. Gun is Law. Sorry. He also did 
Gun is law from 1983. Ping Hing, no way nay. Oh, <laughs> that's the movie. Ping Hing is one of the other writers, and he did a movie called No Way Nay Kong and Ben May. We also have Cam Dingley, who did Crazy Kung Fu Mastered, Huang Huo, The Company from 1984, and The Beast from 1980. Yeah. And, uh, do you want me to help you with this one, too? <laughs> Uh, wait, no, I can I can say Charlie Chin, who plays Chung. Uh, he was in a movie called... Chang Quin Wan Lu and <laughs> Ren Zai Tian Ya. Those are from the 70s. And he was also in a movie called My Lucky Stars. I can say that from 1985. And he was in a ton of movies from the 70s. Okay. Uh, we also have Dorothy... Chisia. Who plays... Yu Sa Lin. Who's the pregnant wife. She unfortunately died of bone cancer in 1993. Mm. Uh, she was in a crazy kung fu master from 1984. And Yi Chu Jing Hoon from 1983. We also have the geomancer guy who's played by Hua Yi, who is with Come Drink With Me. And the monkey goes west and three kingdoms. We also have Shin Chan who plays... Old Uncle Han, who was in Five Fingers of Death from 1972, uh, Rivals of Kung Fu, and Bo Jin. Bo Jin. We also have Kent Ching, who plays Fatty. He was in Why Me from 1985, Ip Man 3 from 2015, and Crime Story from 1993. Crime Story is pretty big. There's like three of them, I think, or mm -hmm. three or four of them. And then, I, you know, I couldn't find a budget, and then I also couldn't read the taglines because... They were only listed in uh, Mandarin. Oh, yeah, that's fine. So I can't. I don't even know if they had taglines, honestly. Well, they sh on the posters, there were I don't a lot know. of words. There are a lot of words. <laughs> you know? Yeah. What did you think about this movie? Uh, so this is a movie that I was thinking was going to be a little bit more bizarre than it was. So is it is it different than most movies we see, most ghost movies? Sure. Is it got some weird stuff in it? Absolutely. But it's still a little bit more on the tamer side of Hong Kong, you know, films. So this one in particular, I don't find to be a weird as fuck wonder. It's just kind of weird. Right. Wait, what was it? There's, well, there was, Where's, it was weak, weird, weak, weak weird, weird, and weird, weird as fuck. Yeah. So in, in, the, in, the, in the group of weak, weird, or weird as fuck, I would definitely put it just below almost weird. It's a little bit on the average side when it comes to the weirdness scale. So it's on a weaker end of it. But surprisingly, there is some actually pretty decent like story ideas that are tucked into this and some like, you know, like things that you wouldn't really consider that were put into this movie that seemed a little bit more modern for its time. Like some of the dialogue and things that he had with his wife and like it was done in a regular style movie. It's not like, uh, you know, taking the piss or making a joke or, you know, trying to be over the top. It is kind of playing it straight like a mainstream picture would have been back then. Mm -hmm. And I think that it has some pretty cool stuff in it, but it is a little lackluster on the special effects and stuff. Like mostly it's just wind. <laughs> uh, wind voices uh, and uh, basically people who are possessed or kind of like powdered up faces to make them look like ghostly kind of mm -hmm. and some like weird wounds that are all over their face just to signify that they're dead I guess <laughs> that's about it 
there isn't a lot of like practical effects or anything in this one not anything that's like as wild and bizarre as something like the cat or you know any of those movies even evil cat for that matter because those those two movies are definitely uh in the higher realm of weird and weird as fuck Mm -hmm. this one definitely is a little bit more on the average side it's just above average though for me because i did kind of enjoy this story and it did kind of surprise me in a couple of moments it was a lot more dire than i was expecting it to be and there was a couple of times in the movie that i was like you know everybody in this fucking movie dies by the way (laughs) you know like a spoiler alert (laughs) well i'm just saying like you know like it's pretty much just like that dire and I wasn't expecting that level of dire, you know, in this movie because typically these kind of movies are a little little more on the lighter side, you know what I mean? Like even <laughs> when they're dark, they're kind of on the lighter side. But this one, it kind of starts off a little lighter and then goes really dark very fast. But again, I don't really find it spooky or anything like that. It just seems like a lower budget kind of smaller film that was made back in 1981. I don't know. Some people really like this movie. I personally think if I were to ever give it a score other than weirdest or weak, I would probably give it like a 4.5, maybe a 5 out of 10. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Something about this one I just really wasn't that into. There are a couple of moments in the movie where, which were kind of cool, but it just kind of felt like, um, I don't know, subpar or just kind of at average, you know? Mm-hmm. What about you? The first thing I noticed and the first thing I wrote down were the subtitles were a little bit off. It's like they weren't translated correctly. So for me, it was like a dyslexic nightmare because I had to figure out what they actually uh. meant. <laughs> So that always happens, though. Yeah, but it was a little bit more this time because I kept having to stop and like figure it out. So I'm kind of glad like this this movie we didn't end up watching together just because we didn't have time. But I could really pay attention, though, too, because I could take my time with it, I guess. I don't know. But I did think it was it was shot really well. And there were like some good edits Mm -hmm. and transitions in the movie. I thought was good. The pacing was great. I wasn't bored that much, which is always a good thing for me. Oh, my God. I really did enjoy the story of, you know, the lady being pregnant and the, the relationship between her and her husband, even though, like, it really didn't show anything like you were saying. It was more atmospheric than, like, showing the possession. And yeah, they were going they for, like, really... a legit kind of film that yeah. just didn't really have all of that to make, you know, to make it seem right real. Right. And the music made it suspenseful, too, which I thought was really good. And, um... Like Alex spoiled, I really like the ending, which... Uh, I didn't spoil it. <laughs> you said everybody I, died. Not everybody does die, so clearly, <laughs> you know. But the ending... But it's weird, though, too, because even though I like the end of the, the ending of the movie, the, it, it seemed rushed. It really didn't... Um, well, it dragged and then it felt yeah, rushed. It, That's the weird it thing. It dragged and then it rushed. Yeah, it was really weird. It, it, it's that just like this get. meandering thing happens towards the like third act, and I was just like, "What? What is happening right now?" Like, yeah, <laughs> and then it, weird. it, yeah, it just kind of like I don't know. I I, I kind of get what they were going for, and we'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll in talk the, about it later. And the thing, but also I like movies like this because. It makes me realize that it was a good idea that I never was pregnant in my lifetime. <laughs> and, and, you know, 
I'm just and feng shui is definitely more important than you ever expected. Because <laughs> Especially of the if you have ghosts and shit. Yeah, the geomancer yeah, you, really kind of sets you straight on that. You gotta like, you gotta, you know, you gotta get that chi in, you know, moving in the right direction. Right. You got a fucking table or a desk in the way, you're gonna get fucking possessed. Yeah, it's not a fucking it's, joke. It's not your choice. Don't piss me off. They will conquer you. Do not put a mirror in front of the door, okay? Yeah. You might think it's a good idea because you think, oh, it's gonna repel the fucking thing. No. <laughs> no, it's welcoming them in. You have to put that fucking mirror on the, to the side of the door, okay? And then also, you never make sure that your fucking, your bed your bed faces that goddamn well, no, door. We're talking about the movie, not your fucking personal life. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, score. I gotta give a score. I give well, like no, 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 no. Oh, no score. Weak, weird, or what? Yeah, uh, weird as fuck. This is hard because I thought it it was a good movie, but it wasn't like on the scale because it wasn't really weird or. So, so it's just below weird. I guess then. it's just below weird. I mean, so it's weak, but it was still a good movie. I liked it. Right, you yeah. can still give it a score after I did. Oh, I'll I would give it a four too then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's like weak and it's also kind of weak. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I just uh, I don't know. There was something about it that I did like. There's parts in it that I did enjoy. The characters, some of the characters are actually pretty cool. Um, you know. I wasn't expecting what happened with the wife and everything like that in the movie. I wasn't really expecting what happened with the friends, you know. So, I mean, it is surprising in that regard, but it just kind of felt a very lackluster for a lot of the Hong Kong movies that I've seen now mm-hmm. that, you know, I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe I've gotten spoiled by a little bit too much, you know, because we saw like the cat, which is just wild. Yeah, more recently, too. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So, but we do have a little tiny bit of trivia. I'm really just kind of going over what an imp is so you can kind of figure it out. There's nothing really spoilerific there, but I'll let you know before we get into our like, you know, about the movie kind of thing uh, before we get into it. So if you don't want anything spoiled, you can watch this online on the YouTube. It's on uh, YouTube. Just type in the imp 1981 and it'll say Cantonese with English subtitles and you'll find it. Otherwise, I don't even think you can rent it. Nope. You can try to find a copy online. It's probably like 50 bucks or something like that. Very rare movie. But uh, yeah, definitely probably deserves uh, someone to pick it up and like put it out at some point. This is a Golden Harvest film, so uh, there might be a chance of it. But if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. So an imp is technically a European mythological being similar to a fairy or a demon, frequently described in folklore and superstition. The word may perhaps derive from the term imp, I-Y-M-P-E, used to denote a young grafted tree, meaning setting root into the ground, which would make sense in this story because it's set root in this building for some reason. Oh, it's... Although... They did say in the movie that the, the, the ghost existed outside of the building and brought him into the building to lure him in, remember? Mm-hmm. To lure him away from his wife. Wife, yeah, so they could possess the baby. Right. But imps are often described as troublesome, mischievous, more than seriously threatening or dangerous, and as lesser beings rather than more important supernatural beings. So they're kind of the lower level demons. Oh my God, Alex. What? Do you think... This is what the show from is going to be about. Maybe. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm still trying to figure that out. I mean, we don't, we don't really know. Yeah, we know. don't know, but everything you're describing there with the tree and 
Okay, well, let's you just know, figure it out. Things the, at night. The attendants of the devil are sometimes described as imps. They are usually described as lively and having small stature. Also, this imp name is originating from Germanic stories. The imp was a small, lesser demon, unlike the Christian folklore demons in the Germanic legends, were not necessarily always evil. They were kind of just mischievous and like not as harmful. But the evil or harmful, there were some, and in some religions, they were attendants of the gods. So they were also kind of like goblins would be sort of to um, David Bowie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the labyrinth? He was the goblin king. Come on. (laughs) Oh, that's right. David Bowie. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Uh, But imps are also portrayed as lonely little creatures, which would make sense because in this movie, this is a lonely little baby boy who died at some point in time using jokes and pranks to attract human friendship. This is often backfired when people become annoyed with the imp's endeavors, usually driving it away. Even if the imp was successful in getting into a friendship, it saw it, it still often plays pranks on its friends, either out of boredom or simply because it's stupid and needs punished by a whip and sometimes fingered to death. I'm kidding. You're so just I was trying just trying to make sure I was paying attention. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I was listening because I was trying to compare what you were saying to things. Okay, so this trait led to using the word impish for someone who loves pranks and practical jokes. Eventually, it came to be believed that imps were the familiar spirit servants of witches, warlocks, and uh, they remind me of the babe. I'm sorry. Where the little demons served as spies and informants, kind of like, I would think like fae in Ireland. Oh, okay. During the time of witch hunts, supernatural creatures such as imps were sought out as proof of witchcraft, though often the so-called imp was merely just a black cat, a lizard, a toad, or some other form of, you know, I'm going to blame something because I don't want to take responsibility for my own actions, and hey, let's burn people alive because they're left-handed. Pieces of shit. (laughs) Stupid people. Horrible. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Ah, it's a wizard. Hello, wizard. What are you doing? Well, beat yourself on the head nine times, do a circle, and then piss urine into your child's mouth, and he shall become king. (laughs) Okay. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so, um, yeah, I figured I'd kind of give you a little an idea, you know, where they got the idea for an imp. You know, I think it's not really... Uh, they kind of like mistranslated it, I guess, for this movie, but it kind of makes sense in a way because mm-hmm. this one seems a little darker, a little bit more evil, you know, because like they kind of trapped the dad at the end of the movie, like, which I thought was kind of cool. I was like, oh my God, like he's like trapped there for good. And I was like, I'm thinking he's going to get out of this place the whole fucking time and he never does. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I just remembered like the worst part of the movie are we going through our scenes i'm sorry oh yeah whatever okay. it doesn't matter just talk oh my god the worst fucking part of the movie it was towards the the beginning and i just remembered it because i almost like wrote off this fucking movie there's this fucking dog right there's this dog and it keeps like popping up and they're oh, eating and they're oh yeah yeah and then so they hold were... on you can explain it let's get it let's get it straight the guy chunk kyung he he goes to get a job as a security guard in this building a building that has been haunted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the same one. I'm getting confused because they're both security guards. So he goes to get a job at this place. He works as a security guard, right? And they go to eat lunch. 
Yeah, they're eating to lunch together as yeah. like a team. And one of the guys, the fatty guy, he goes up and he sees the puppy, and it's like I guess people at this this restaurant like throw scraps on the ground for this dog, and they mm-hmm. call him Scraps or something. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the guys at the table, who's one of the security guys, doesn't like him, and he kicked it, mm-hmm. and that was like the starter for the whole thing. And then later on, they're eating again. And in then, the office. Yeah. And then the one guy is saying, oh, it's dog flesh. Don't you like dog flesh or something like that? Oh, God. Oh, it's it was... good for the hair on your back or some shit. Oh, my God. And so, oh, so what... they ate the puppy. Yeah, they ate it. And then and then what I liked about that part, though, is he, the guy, the, the one guy, guy. He, yeah. or was it the other one? He started choking and it looked like he was really choking, like he was choking on the dog, like the dog was getting him back, you know? Yeah, it was the other guy, the cr- the creepy one. Yeah, right. he started choking. He looks like he's really choking, and everyone's going crazy. <clears throat> he spits on the window, which was a really cool shot. Some cream cool. corn or whatever. It was a really cool shot because it looked like he was like spitting on the camera, but I guess it was just a window. It was <laughs> yeah. kind of cool. But he died, so that was good. Well, they, that, it, was okay. it, that was pretty cool, yeah, because this was like instant karma. Yeah. Doctors, like technically the bone wouldn't have made him choke, but the imp made him choke on right. it. Right. Because you find out later, like when he's in the operation room. Oh yeah. The <laughs> what? Uh there was a the hospital thought there would be a bone in his throat. They did. They pulled one they, out. Oh yeah, that's right. They there pulled was... one out and then after they remove the bone from the throat, he stands up mm-hmm. and tries to choke the surgeon but dies on the floor. Right. But he was like, Hey, don't remove it, you're gonna save his life kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then the imps kills him by mm-hmm. choking him out, I guess. So But yeah, like they're like after they go to the funeral for this guy, they seemingly there's like a guy that worships Satan. It seems like because he does the like horns. Uh-huh. Did you notice yeah, that I the geomancer that. guy? Yeah. And I was like, is this guy a good no, no, guy or a bad guy? It it was almost like he was doing like the cross. Like it was just like a ritual. Thing. He held like up the Buddha. devil horns, dude. Didn't he do this though? He like Maybe. moved it around. Maybe he did the thumb where it's he was like, doing I love like you. A, a sign of protection. That's what he was doing. Yeah, well, it looked like devil horns to me. He looked like he was rocking out. <laughs> anyway, you know how there's the I love you with the tail, you know? This means I love you. Oh, does it? I don't know. When you put your thumb. Looks like you're shooting a gun. Yeah, no, it's not. Like a like a, a laser blaster? Yeah, laser okay, blaster. Um, Well, but they talk about, you know, like, they see some, like, they're having visions around the group of work friends at the gravesite, and Fatty tells Mr. Chung there's voices coming from the building, but he didn't. And he, he brings his dog, too, which is to kind of show you that that's why he wasn't eating part of the food. Because mm-hmm. he was like, nah, I don't want to eat any of this. He's like, it'll make you put hair on your chest, you know? <laughs> and it's like, you're eating a puppy. Yeah. Anyway, that really, that did kind of upset me a little bit, too. So, but he brings his dog and he's like, it didn't start until you started working there. So he's like, I don't know what happened. We've been working there forever and nothing has ever, never been a bitch you. They want that baby. Yeah. And he asks Fatty if there are ghosts in the building and he, he sort of just kind of brushes it off. And did you see his shirt in that scene, by the way? I don't think so. <laughs> it says, am I a girl? Oh, did In they? English. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's the silly fat guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> you got to have that trope in there. That's always like the 80s thing, you know? <laughs> But Fatty's helping out Chung's wife, which I ne- they never really explain. I guess he just like gives her rides to work because well, he gets off earlier. Yeah, yeah, he gets off earlier. They said that. So he would help him out. And they're like really helpful. It's one of the things I noticed in this movie is that everybody is like looking out for each other. Yeah. What, which is not something the Americans hell? do. <laughs> no. You're on your own, buddy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, 
he brings his dog and his dog is like overreacting. So it's kind of like that, that omen thing where he, he can sense that there's some evil lurking in her belly. Yeah. You know, so he's like, the dog's not cool. And he's like, Hey, maybe we should just take the bus then, you know, we'll, we'll take a cab or something like that. But that was nice that he called her, he hailed her at cab and then followed behind. I right. That was, yeah. I was like, Oh, that's nice. His, uh, but yeah, it's like, then his boss dies. All these people start dying, dude. And I don't even know how his boss died. Some, like, newspaper wrapped around his fucking head like some paper mache and choked it's, him out. Yeah, choked him. And then in his hand, he had a little piece of paper that said, the little one with red dress on. And that's the imp, is the uh, little girl that had a dress. I guess. I couldn't I couldn't piece it together. It was a little weird. But Uncle Han, he dies. He was, like, the, the, the guy that was always looking out for uh Kyung and um uh, they they find an article in his hand and then they go to the funeral and they're like oh this used to be a kidnapping ring of bad guys in this place so they're like maybe that's what it is why everything's going crazy and they see the same guy the geomancer show up at the fucking funeral for this one too and he's like why is he here he's like i tried to warn you guys you no one listens to me yeah nobody listens to me and then he, that's when we find out a big key element in the movie he's like when 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 was your birthday by the way the month the uh, day and the hour it was the year of the yin yeah and it was yin 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 yeah so he was born in a time when the yin is brighter out mm-hmm. than the yang and that's bad luck and that's bad luck to have yin 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 it means you're susceptible to evil yes to imps yeah to imps in particular and so he was like, oh, well, why aren't you possessed? You should be the easiest to possess. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. But they find out later on that it was because he's like, I knew when I saw your wife that the imp wanted your child to be reincarnated. And so the guy goes to the business. He's like, gives them all these like Voodoo. spells. <laughs> they're like, they're like amulets. wards. Yeah, wards. They call them amulets in the movie, but they're called wards. And their spells, the protection spells mm-hmm. that you put on a piece of paper that you've probably seen in like an anime or something. And, where... he's, and he's supposed to put them around the building. He has to put one on a, the roof, the, uh, lift, elevator. It's a charm. That's technically what it is. Yeah. Well, and then he has to put one in the basement. Right. He slathers it on like everything. And then by the time he goes to put the third one on, he's trapped in this fucking. In the basement. In the basement hell of this imp's world. And the imp's just making fun of him. He's supposed to put it on the belly of the the, the, the skeleton. The beast. No, of the kidding. imp or whatever. Because it, the imp is like this little monkey. <laughs> it has like a monkey skeleton in the basement. Did yeah, you notice that? Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Both of these movies that we saw have like the weirdest production when it comes to like this ain't the no evil. Ridley Scott like style fucking <laughs> <laughs> like uh, architecture or you know set design or anything like that. It looked like you know just silly. Mm-hmm. It looked really silly, but you know whatever. They're in hell, okay. Right. But he puts it on the belly, and the kid talks to him, and all this other stuff, and then he's like, can't get out. He tries to get out. He can't get out. He has to fight off his friends who are in the building a bunch of times. And then he finally realizes that he's going to be trapped in this fucking world forever. And then he's dead or something like that. Mm-hmm. And his wife's like giving labor and gives baby. She gives birth to it. And all the stuff stops as soon as she gives birth. Mm-hmm. So he was able to reincarnate in the mother and then the baby. Yep. And then what happens at the very end? She goes up to the. She goes up to the house and he's. He's in the apartment waiting for her with an axe. 
and then he acts. That was wild. I was not yeah. expecting I that. I know. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, he's trapped in hell, right? No. And so it tricked him and brought him into his own apartment and he killed his own baby. And be- wife. Because he was trying to, to, you see it hit the child. Mm-hmm. Like he swings the axe down on the child. Like, fuck that kid. Yeah. Fuck that imp. <laughs> The other thing that I would like to point out is that Fatty, he was in a car ride, and I guess the the imp talks about it later. He's like, because they explain what, how the imp when he goes down there to put that thing on the belly, the imp's like telling him how he killed all his friends, and he's like, yeah, I killed Fatty by because he started to drive into hell. Oh, that's right. And he's like, so in the I car. Yeah, he picked up the car and like dropped it from like a hundred feet and then like it landed in hell yeah and then caught fire and like burned him alive <laughs> which is kind of interesting everything in this movie was green i was actually going to do a shot based on it with like green right because everything in this movie anytime something ghostly is happening it's green <laughs> and it's like oh midori <laughs> that's what i kept thinking it's like <laughs> That or fucking, you know, cream, creme de menthe or yeah. Apple. Apple pucker. Always, yes. (laughs) I don't know. I thought it was kind of surprising that he chopped his baby up a little bit. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. 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 It was was a a surprising ending, you know, but it it did. That last third act, man, is where it really fucking dragged for a yeah, second. Yeah, when they were in the building. Yeah. She was in the hospital. Well, they were trying to cut back and forth to her and him while they were doing that the whole so time. too much going on. But it, it didn't really, like, flow well. It just kind of felt like, I don't know, like, whatever he was doing was a waste of time. Right. Like, he's just kind of, like, wandering around. Where am I? Yeah, and it was just what like, okay. Doing? And I think it, I think it, if it would have been some, like, atmosphere that we were to feel, felt for that movie, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I don't think it's one of those movies, you know what I mean? So, we do have another movie that we're going to talk about, though. Oh, and what is that? And this one, I would like to say, is called The Ghost Snatchers from 1986. Oh. And this is our weirdest fuck wonder. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, I, I definitely want to get, just tell you right now. <laughs> uh, so, this is a dinner party at a Hong Kong high-rise And it goes awry when a guest, a secretary for the big boss, becomes a victim of a poltergeist. And as a result, her spirit returns to carry out the sinister plans of the evil presence. Security guards Chu Bong and Fan Pin Chow later discover that their office high-rise is haunted by demons of the Japanese war dead from World War II. And the evil spirits plan to seek revenge by claiming their lives of humans frequenting the building that were born on a certain year in time. Bong and Chow are on the victims list and fearing for their lives seek help of a Taoist priestess to vanquish the ghosts. This is directed by Nai Choi Lam, who did the story of Ricky or Ricky O, The Seventh Curse, The Cat, and so many more wonderful fun films. Like Erotic Ghost 3. <laughs> uh, we also have writer Jing Wong, who stars and wrote for this movie. He plays Fatty in this movie, and he has written and directed and starred in so many different films. He's directed, written, produced, acted. This man is fucking cinema, okay? 
and he's done some really good shit, dude, on all sides of that. Uh, he actually wrote and directed, and he was in Enter the Fat Dragon, which was with Donnie Yen. He also was in Kung Fu Cult Master, which is one of my favorite Jet Li films. One of the most entertaining action sort of films. It's about a, a guy who is given the Buddhist palm. And if you know the Buddhist palm, if you get slapped on the back with a Buddhist palm, that takes all of your talent away. You're no longer can learn martial arts and you are banished like a child that is forgotten. But anyway, he comes okay. back. He learns he learns kung fu through some tablets and some ancient master that they find. And yeah, it's a great movie. I love it. I would love to review it sometime. I think we might have done it once, but I don't remember. He also directed uh, that movie, by the way. And he also did Future Cops, Evil Cat, The Seventh Curse, and more as far as writing. Some of the stars are in it. Like I mentioned, Jing Wong. He's also acted. He was in, uh, he's Fatty, a.k.a. Chu Bong. He was in The Seventh Curse. Oh. Evil Cat. Oh. A Chinese ghost story. The Iceman Cometh and Enter the Fat Dragon. Uh, there's Stanley Su Fan Fong, who is the cousin. Chow. He was in The Iceman Cometh. Tai Chi Zero. Buddy Cops. Edge of Innocence. We got Joey Wang, which is the girlfriend. Uh, Sway. She was in A Chinese Ghost Story 1 through 3 and Swordsman 3. We also have Shu Yuan Su, who plays Judy Su. She was the possessed uh, secretary. She was an evil cat, the seventh curse, and Vampire's Breakfast, which is another Hong Kong film I have. Uh, we also have uh, Joyce Godenzi, who plays Ling, the psychic or the Taoist uh, priestess, I guess. She was in Eastern Condors, which is a really fun movie. Mr. Nice Guy, the seventh curse, and uh, yeah, many more. Christina. I don't know anything else about the money or any of that shit. So makes sense. What did you think of this fine film? And what did you think about it before you went into it? Because you knew this was the guy that did two movies that you actually aren't too fond. You, you I liked. was not expecting much from it. I was expecting it to be bored, and I thought I was gonna fall asleep, but I didn't. I did it because I had a good time, and it was so much fun. Okay. This is a horror comedy. Totally, it's All totally like Ghostbusters, Poltergeist. All that stuff Tons in the building. Stuff. I liked it. it. But you know what? It really didn't get weird, weird until the end. It didn't get like weird as fuck and like till the end. So I don't I, know about that. There's some pretty wild, weird shit I going mean, on in the very beginning stuff, of the movie. I, I, I didn't think it was that like intense until like the end. Okay. Okay. I'm glad we watched it. Uh, but it is funny that there were so many similarities between this movie and the last movie we watched because there was another guard named Fatty. Right. They're haunted buildings. They're security guards. The yin there's, and the yang was very important in this one. There's cultural similarities. The feng shui, shui too in both movies. Um, there's possessions going on in both movies that are coming from the building. It was really weird. But they were different stories, which made it like better, I think. It, yeah. You know, it made them different. This, of course... Of course, this one was better than the other one. It was it, the characters were really good together. There wasn't too many characters, and they and they ran off of each other really well. Yeah, it was just good. It was just overall good, and I liked it. It was weird as fuck. Well, I what guess. else did you like? I mean, did it, was there like did you like the practical? Did you like? Oh, of course, I like the, the comedy. The, like, explain it. Come it out. Was, it was funny. The banter between them, and then uh. The, there is a uh, there's uh, there's an animated skeleton scene that's really cool. 
That's cool. There's there's like a monster. There's like little tidbits too. It's not just like like the other movie. It was just like okay, there's this this possession and it's this thing and it's this thing only. Not with this. It's like multiple different things. Like uh, Justin pointed out that there was a little monster and that was Slimer. And it was like, oh yeah, oh my god, that's totally totally Slimer in the movie. It was just like all these little things. It was really good. Yeah. What did you think? Well, what did you gonna give oh, it? I guess it's weird as fuck. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It's, it's between not the most weird as fuck. It's like between weird, weird and, weird, and weird, as fuck. weird as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So I I like this movie a lot. I think it's a lot of fun. It's super silly, super goofy, totally like a spoofy kind of film in a way. Not so like on the nose as far as like you know oh they stole this scene from that you know like like last week when we did the the oh the. The zombie, the zombie movies. Yeah. That that first movie was like straight up ripping it off. You know. Oh yeah. These ones are just more of an air of familiarity. It's like this will look cool, right? Even though it's been done before. Like you, you think about the scene with Sigourney Weaver in Ghostbusters when she gets, she sits on the couch and in she the gets refrigerator pulled into in. the refrigerator or whatever. They do something like that, but just completely different. Like it looks like Hellraiser. You know what I mean? But it is a hundred percent parroting and spoofing fucking Ghostbusters and Poltergeist for number one. There were other movies that I could have pointed out in the film that mm-hmm. uh, that you know definitely were before it. Mm-hmm. Um, that I thought were, it was cool. I, I like some of the special effects a lot in this film. I'd like when movies kind of dare to put in like just weird creature effects or very creative creature style stuff. Oh, they have Videodrome in this movie. Oh, uh, is that I what saw, that was? There was a small tiny nod to Videodrome in this movie. Oh. And it involved a television and it was licking its lips. Oh, yeah. And okay. I was like, that is totally fucking Videodrome. Whatever they're doing there. But yeah, it's just, you know, this really absurd world where these these guys are kind of not acting as as they would if if, if these things were really happening. Mm-hmm. They would be going bananas. You know what right. I mean? But they're more like, oh, shucks, what the hell? A TV just came to life. You know, like it's not mm-hmm. like that big a deal to them, but they make it fun anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, you know, Jing is really the thing that did the most for this movie. I think. His cousin in the movie, him and her, they both bounced off each other really well. They got this sort of Abbott and Costello sort of thing for each other, except one's not trying to, like, make fun of the other one so much. He's more of a helper. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. he's he's not, like, picking on him in that sense. He, they're, like, really trying to help each other out. So it's kind of right. kind of endearing and fun that way. Um, yeah. I think he's my favorite character, Jing, the fatty guy in this movie. He mm-hmm. goes by Bong in this movie. Oh, he's funny. He really is. He's just really charming. And fun. Yeah, it, it just makes this, he really makes this movie. But his cousin, I'm not trying to like downplay him at all because he's actually pretty good too. Um, but yeah, I like the creature effects. There's some great puppet effects in this movie that they do with the creature work that me and Justin were like fucking going nuts about with the skeleton scene that you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like this ripped necessarily from another movie or anything like that, but it was just elements yeah it was a fun it's a Tidbits. F- it's one of those movies you could pop on and just have fun with you know what i mean like you, you you're definitely gonna have fun with but they do some really pretty cool f- effects like arms coming out of the walls and like people flipping and flying around like ghosts popping up and you can totally see that they 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 caught some of that ghostbusters in there and turned it into a hong kong thing like totally. it, it, it feels that way Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I would say is missing from it is probably the music. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, they, they yeah, didn't yeah. have the like cool music to kind yeah, of keep background. it going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's some scenes directly from Poltergeist where they go into the haunted realm and that was mm-hmm. kind of funny. There's some like sexual jokes in this movie a lot. Uh, like real sly ones, you know, that aren't too like disgusting or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But it has sexual humor and cussing and stuff like that. And I don't know. It's fun. I liked it. I think I would say this is weird as fuck. Definitely. It's not the most weird. Like the cat to me was definitely much more weirder than this. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of with you on the in-between thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it definitely leans towards weird as fuck. And I think you should give it a watch. And I think you should check it out. Unfortunately, it's very hard to find. <laughs> I thought it was on YouTube, but it is not. And I forget where um, I actually was able to acquire. Oh, you can get a copy on eBay. That's yep. right. eBay. So, and it's like 19 bucks for it. You know, it's it's the best you can do for right now until someone like 88 Films, Arrow, or somebody decides to put it out. Maybe Vinegar Syndrome can because mm-hmm. it's, you know, they did the Iceman Cometh and they, they have that one up. So maybe they can do you, that maybe one. Maybe you need to slide into their DMs and be like, hey. <laughs> Hey. I'll tell you what, I definitely 100% would pick this up if I if I saw it for sale. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and if I had to give it a score, I'd probably say like 7.5. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, and it's bordering an 8, but I don't want to get too wild about it. But I really did enjoy it, and I will definitely watch this one again. Justin was over the moon about it. He really was just delighted with the whole movie. We were laughing out loud. You know, it's silly. It's just, it's a good time silly. It's not like that. I don't know. It's stupid, silly, but I don't want to make fun of it kind of silly. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's just got a good nature about it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, definitely check it out. We do have not any really trivia on this one, by the way. I kind of just like, you know, they talk about the Japanese soldiers and then I kind of took a little interest in sort of the history of Hong Kong. That was interesting because, like, as Americans, we really don't think of what they went through during World War II. Because there was so much going on. Well, in particular, Hong Kong in general, because, you know, it's like a separate part of China and now it's back. It had British rule. And then they were like, after 75 years, we're going to let it go. And then you have it again. Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. Which (laughs) kind of fucking threw Hong Kong in like the shitter, dude, because Mm -hmm. like they had a full democracy and, you Mm -hmm. know, they were making they were able to do things that China couldn't. Right. And China doesn't like that. They said they're going to keep it that way, but uh, I don't really know what it's like out there anymore. So, and a lot of people like Jackie Chan, who love Hong Kong, and people who grew up in Hong Kong cinema, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of up in the air a little bit because you just don't know, you know, uh, what they're going to allow you to do or what you're not allowed to do, you know? Right, right. So, um, but if you don't want anything spoiled and you want to pick this up and check it out, we're going to get into some of that, but I'm going to talk a little bit about what I found out about this battle that took place in Hong Kong, and I just thought it's just a quick summation of it. It's called the Battle of Hong Kong. So if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. So I guess part of the reason we see Japanese soldiers in the building so much is because there was a war in Hong Kong with the Japanese called the Battle of Hong Kong. And the Battle of Hong Kong was between the 8th and the 25th of December in 1941, also known as the Defense of Hong Kong. And the fall of Hong Kong, Jeez. which was one of the first battles of the Pacific War, War in World War II. 
But on the same morning as the attack on Pearl Harbor, forces of the Empire of Japan attacked the British Crown Colony of Hong Kong without declaring war against the British Empire. And the Hong Kong garrison con consisted of British, Indian, Canadian units, and the auxiliary defense units of and on Hong Kong Volunteer Defense Corps. They're called HKVDC. Within a week, the defenders abandoned the two of the three territories of Hong Kong Kowloon and the, the new territories on the mainland. And less than two weeks later, with their last territory, Hong Kong Island, untenable, the colony surrendered. So Britain first wow. thought of Japan as the threat with the ending of the Anglo-Japanese alliance in 1921. And that apparently was a threat that increased throughout the 30s. And then with the escalation of the Second Sino-Japanese War on October of 1938, the Japanese occupied Canton and Hong Kong was surrounded. So the British defense studies concluded that Hong Kong would be extremely hard to defend in the event of a Japanese attack. But apparently in the mid 1930s, work began on improvements on defenses, including along the gin drinkers line. And then by 1940, the British determined to reduce the Hong Kong garrison to only a symbolic size. So, um, in September 1941, they reversed the decision and argued the, the additional reinforcements would provide a military deterrent against the Japanese and reassure Chinese leader Shang Kai-shek that Britain was serious about defending the colony. So it's interesting to know about Hong Kong because I, I this is one right. of my, it's like, you know, it's like I, I, I love New Zealand just because of Peter Jackson, you know, <laughs> not just because of his newer movies either, because of his older movies, you know? Right. So when I have all these like fond memories of these movies that I've been seeing from Hong Kong that I really love, it's like, I, I don't know, I'm curious about Hong Kong and like, it's so different now. I don't know if you can just go there like you could before, you know? Right. But huh. it's interesting for sure. It says, according to the history of manual in the United States Military Academy, Japanese control of Canton, Hainan Island, French Indochina, and Formosa virtually sealed the fate of Hong Kong well before the firing of the first shot. The British military in Hong Kong grossly underestimated the capabilities of the Japanese forces and downplayed assessments that the Japanese posed a serious threat as unpatriotic and insubordinate. So, I don't know, I guess that's why there's, like, soldiers there, but I don't really know how exactly everything ended up and kind of, like, they let go. I guess they just didn't push anymore, and then they, they maintained just that portion of Hong Kong, I guess, mm -hmm. which was, can't. that's why they speak Cantonese and Mandarin there. Mm -hmm. You know, those are the two main languages, I guess. Mm -hmm. But, I don't know, just a little history on it. May may not be that interesting to you guys, but I, I find it kind of interesting. I could go further, but, it, it, you know, this would be a long fucking episode, so. This isn't a history podcast, Alex. Yeah, hey, man, it's part of it, though. Fucking horror movies, goddammit. If I actually spent some more time to actually sit down and, like, study the history of Hong Kong, I would feel more, pro more you know, yeah. it would feel more okay to talk about it, but, you know, I, I, I just brushed up on it, so it's not yeah. like, you know... But anyway. You're not an expert, yeah. Yeah, no, 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 not at all. <laughs> I'm, I'm just learning this shit, so. But anyway, if you want to learn more about it, you can read about it. You know what the names are. The Battle of Hong Kong. Check it out. Books. Check them out. The oh. internet. It's free. <laughs> <laughs> Libraries. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I got a phone. Bitch, get out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyway, so, uh, Christina, what did you think about this movie when we first started it up? Did you uh, 
get the tone oh, right away? Yeah, I did because it, it started off really quick. I mean, they went right to the possession pretty much. She goes into the fucking... There's a party going on, obviously. She goes into the bathroom. She hears something. Yeah, she hears something, goes into the bathroom, gets sucked in. It's into Hellraiser world. Yeah. Did I, you see that? It was like, yeah. and they had all those arms that were coming out of the walls, like fucking which way up or down. That's what I kept saying when they, she was rolling around. Being up from the labyrinth. Yeah. So. That's two times now we've mentioned the labyrinth. Yeah, that's funny. We should watch it. Yeah. But yeah, I also thought it was funny because she started screaming and then the whole party went silent. And then they, they start making their way towards there, but then they get, there's other situations going on. <laughs> so the, the security like gets distracted. Well, the head of the, security, yeah. Yeah, gets distracted. And then finally she co- she pops out of the restroom and she's like, what's up? Nothing's going on. Oh, the, the hairdryer search circuited. Oh, yeah, that's what she said. And they're yeah. like, oh. <laughs> it's like, no. Yeah. Bitch, you screamed like, like fucking bloody murder. <laughs> You've been possessed, haven't you? Just kidding. <laughs> I like the scene when the one security guard was watching TV. Hold on, hold on. Before oh, you get into that. Okay. So just to point out, obviously we're mimicking Sigourney Weavers being sucked into the fridge there. Um the 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 shot that they were doing down the hall, they did this sort of like dolly shot where it kind of makes the 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 like when you're moving forward but you're also pulling back on a cart on top of the cart. So that it does this weird kind of optical illusion where the walls open up and it just kind of looks dynamic and like the law, like the hallway is getting longer. Mm-hmm. You've seen those shots in movies, right? When there's like, oh yeah, totally. running down the hallway and then all yeah. of a sudden it's like longer than it was. Mm-hmm. It's that shot, and I love that dolly shot. That I forget what they're called specifically, but it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, that and then the arms, obviously, because she got grabbed when she was sitting in the chair in Ghostbusters. And she mm-hmm. gets pulled in. Did you notice that they, that, so, okay. So that girl, she's kind of like evil, right? And I think she's kind of like, they were kind of trying to do the gatekeeper and the, and the key master. Key master. But they did it in four different people. Yeah. Which is weird because like the two gentlemen are uh, virgins and like they're trying to do this virgin angle where they're going to lose their virginity or something we thought. And then we got a little confused because some of the, so some of the girls did their hair differently. And so we're like thinking to ourselves like, great, like we don't know these characters that well. And there's like 800 characters in this movie. (laughs) And we're like, fuck who's who? I don't know what's going on, but yeah, like we, it seemed like they were trying to mix like the key master and the gatekeeper, but like throughout the whole story and the gatekeeper was like the, the um the bad one and it was the the secretary who was possessed and then the good one was the Taoist lady who was like she was like the key master and she had to like unpossess her or something like that but they couldn't so they had to go into the ghost realm and like pull somebody out and they do this scene where it's like they're they're going into a mirror which reminded us of house and it also reminded us clearly of poltergeist when they go in the fucking closet mm-hmm. and they like tie a rope and then oh, the yeah, mom goes go, in yeah to, go to get, get her caroline <laughs> caroline house is clean this house is clear <laughs> <laughs> um 
Yeah, but there's other other stuff in the film, obviously. Christina, you got a popular segment? Oh, I like the, the part where the one security guard, he was watching a TV show. I think he was watching a game show or whatever, and the host, his eyes all of a sudden like go cross-eyed, and then they started talking to each other back and forth, the guy in the TV and the security guard, and then all of a sudden the arms and legs pop out of the TV, and it's... <laughs> And he starts like chasing after the yeah, security guard. It was I, I so love weird. his reaction to it. He was just like, "Oh, a talking TV." And then they just ha- start having a conversation like nothing. Like, right. <laughs> this happens all the time. He's like, "Leave me alone." He was like, kind of like, yeah. "Leave me alone." Shoo-shoo. Leave me alone, talking television. <laughs> like, Leave me alone, ghost. And Get was, out of here, ghost. It was funny because like the guy who was in the TV had this eye that would look towards the middle of his nose, mm-hmm. and then the other eye would be looking straight forward. And he was talking to Bong in this, and then Bong was like, "Leave me alone, leave me alone." And then he finally turns when the he realizes that the TV has hopped off the table and now has legs. Then it grabs, pops arms out and grabs his head and makes him like stick his head in the TV. It was so cool. And it and then the guy chokes him mm-hmm. from inside the TV, and then he's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> And then it kisses its lips, and that's the video drum thing. It licked its lips in that moment, and then he like pushed the TV off. It goes back on its thing, and he throws a tape or something at it. And it breaks. Yeah, it, it breaks. Yeah, it was over. No more. No more TV arm legs. They had a talking ATM machine, like an old ATM machine from like 1986. Apparently, mm-hmm. it was like flat. Did you notice that? Oh yeah, I remember those. And it was like ATM is full or <laughs> out of cash. Or something. What did I he guess, say? Bitch. Yeah, like this dude face popped up and it was just painted like greasy and it's like out of cash. But I think one of the best parts in the movie was probably when they go down to the ghost dimension. I mean, there's so many other stupid little things that happen. Like there's the the guy that uh Bong or the woman that he's seeing, Bong is seeing, is this really pretty girl who she like <laughs> They like have this big woman coming in and he's like, Oh, there she is. And then and then the guy's like, You think that's pretty? And then he's <laughs> and then she the old the big woman walks away and it's this pretty girl and he's like, Yeah. And the guy's like, Oh yeah. <laughs> she's pretty. I kinda and he's trying to shake her hand. He's like, Don't touch her. <laughs> but then they go outside and then like meet with her brother who like is this guy that collects money. He's like always collecting money or something. And since oh, yeah. since he doesn't owe anything and he drops a coin on the ground and, you know, Bong being the nice guy picks it up and he's like, oh, well, you're not allowed to hang on to my money at all at any point in time. Now I'm going to have to charge you a fee Interest. for that. And it was like $2,000 for holding his 25 cent piece. Which sounds kind of weird because that didn't really make any sense to the rest of the movie. It's just so bizarre. Yeah. But but the big scene I think was that we were all like blown away by is they go down into hell and like right before they go into hell, they have to go in through the mirror, by the way, which is totally Poltergeist and House. Mm-hmm. Well, it's Poltergeist 3, which came out after this movie, by the way. Um, but they do kind of deal with like mirrors and House. And I think that's where we got this idea, because if you've ever seen the movie House where the father loses his son in the pool. Mm hmm. And then he goes into the, the the bathroom mirror and drops down and descends into there. And do you remember that? No, I don't remember that movie at all. Okay, well, he, that's what's in that movie. But they also kind of cross over Poltergeist with it because it's like white and it, they go into this white void. Mm-hmm. 
And when they go down in there, she, the girl, the like Taoist lady, the priestess, she like touches. She's like, give me your hands. And then she does some spell on their hands. And she's like, use this against any of the bad stuff down there. And so they go down there and they're having a blast. Like these like ghosts come running up to them, like these soldiers. Mm-hmm. And they're like, pow! And they put their hand up and they like fucking Iron Man him across the room. And he like goes slamming up against the like haunted wall or whatever in this really shitty fucking like Dollar Tree version of Super Mario World. Because <laughs> there's mushrooms everywhere. I don't know why. This is like the it's haunted really realm. Yeah. It was really weird. Yeah, it really was. So it's like, I don't know what they were doing, but then they like, they, they just have this montage of them shooting all the like ghosts and they're like, yeah, we're kind of badass. And there's one scene <laughs> where they have a crossing of the streams moment where they, they do a lasso with their hands, both sides oh, of this ghost yeah. and it goes up in the air. Total Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. And then they, you know, Drop them down on the ground. There's no catch or trap or anything like that. But it, yeah, it was a total yeah. It's totally nod to, nod that. to that. But then the funny one, one of my favorite we were laughing pretty hard about is they run out of power. Their hands run out of power. So he's like, uh, uh, and he starts pushing it against their chest, and they're like, "What are you doing?" And then they attack him, and he's like, "Oh!" And then the other guy's like, "Stand back! I got it!" And he uses his hand, and it just squirts out like a limp dick. <laughs> and then he like kind of flops it up to try to like push it at it, <laughs> which is funny. And then they fight the what was it? What was he like? A, they called him a skeleton king or something like that, or the. It was a bigger skeleton. He was like a king. He was like the king, the underworld he was king, the captain. Yeah, it was the captain because yeah. he had committed Harikari. Yeah. And uh, he was like sitting on this block and they're like, wow, he's like dead or something. Are you alive? I don't know. And then he comes to life, fights them like in some legit fighting and then like falls into a pool of acid. And then this, the the, uh, the bones come to life and start attacking That's great. the guys. And some of the best puppet work that I've seen for a skeleton. Like, I don't know how they did it. I'm I'm thinking they did it with sticks. They must have. They must have. But the, you couldn't see anything. Was it overlaid? Was the film overlaid though? No. Oh no. It was weird. in camera. It was great though. Oh, you could see the strings. So it, it looked like somebody was actually pulling them. Like the skeleton was like trying to pull them into the water yeah, into the like. It was leg. great. The, it was the head, so much fun. The head comes off at one point in time, and the guy hits it with a little mallet. <laughs> and then the little the skeleton mouth just keeps clacking, clickety clacking. Yeah, it was fun. It was silly, but it was like really we really enjoyed that. That was that was really funny. I think you can pull that scene up on YouTube too. Yeah, I mean, we, if you just want, I'll see probably the put scene. it up on our our TikTok. Yeah, that's a good. Just idea. so people can kind of see like how silly this movie see, is. Yeah, see what the movie is. Uh, I meant to do that this past week for the the Bruno movies, but we didn't. I just didn't get a chance. So, um, but yeah, they get out of the mirror kind of haphazardly. You know, of course, Fatty drags his ass behind. He's like trying to fight off all these ghosts, and he's trying to come back up the tunnel that they came in through. And they finally pull him through by using teamwork or whatever, mm-hmm. and like. He's got to get out of there before the incense burns down. It's like this, you know, the basically like a timer before the, the, the wall closes up and he's stuck in haunted oh. land forever. Mm-hmm. And they all skip and merrily sing outside and they're like, yay, we did it. And then the girl, the like 
possessed girl mm-hmm. pops up and she appears and says, I'll go and see you tonight. And her eyes turn red. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah, which is kind of weird because I kind of wanted to know what happened to him, you know, after yeah, that. I don't know. It ended abruptly. It kind of did. But like, I kind of like how I, I like how they did it. I don't know. It's just a silly, fun movie. I thought it was going to be about the Abbott and Costello, sort of the MGM style fucking monsters and like the you're breathing into the mic. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was going to be like the the MGM sort of Abbott and Costello style movies. But then I realized, oh, yeah, it's obviously Ghostbusters. Right. <laughs> but I'm sure there's other other nods in the in the film because, you know, they this is around that time when all these like big movies were coming out. You know, that we grew up on. Yeah, so 86, yeah. Right. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if there was other stuff in there for sure. Mm-hmm. But, you know, doing it in their own Hong Kong way. So Right. So, is there any other scenes that you remember that you liked in it? Or is there anything else you want to mention? Or Oh, there was that one scene, I remember. The cousin tries to have sex with Judy, the, the secretary. Oh, yeah. And he, like, goes in the shower, and she disappears, and then she's on the bed naked, and then he goes to touch her on the back. He's like, I'll warm you up. <laughs> and then they, like, start to lay down in bed together after he's been hitting on this priestess woman the whole fucking time. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was another thing, too, because he was hitting on the priestess woman before that. Yeah, and goes and stays at her house, right. which is weird. He just, like, invites, I'm going to come stay the night. I need You need to protect me or some shit like that. So you thought Andrew Tate was, like, the king of alpha males, you you know, with his old sex ring. <laughs> Sorry. I'm joking. <laughs> uh, this guy, he tells her that he, he comes, he walks her home. He takes her to his house and the priestess is going home and he's like, hey, you know, maybe I could just stay at your house for like three days, you know, or something like that, you know, and then it turned into 30 days. And then mm-hmm. and she was like, yeah, no, thank you. You know, like being cute. He's like, but if you don't, I'm going to unalive myself. Oh, my God. Typical and, and I male. was like, and I was like, and then she's like, OK, bring in pajamas. And I was like, oh, don't 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 fall for that. Don't do red that. Flag, red flag, red flag. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was just like, so, you, you know, just let me stay at your house for 30 days or I'm going to fucking unalive well, myself. She, well, you know, and that that works, gentlemen. So, you at know, least she kicked him to the couch, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because she does kick him into the couch and then she's like, oh, the air conditioning's not on in my bedroom. So I'm going to have to sleep with you. <laughs> Sly. <laughs> so, and she's the like only one that knows what the fuck she's doing in this whole fucking movie. Oh, though. yeah, totally. She's like in control of everything. Yeah, she's like more, you know, in control than any of these people in the movie. <laughs> what happened to her towards the end? Because it was like, oh, wait, that's right. She had her hair pulled back. Yeah, we kept so getting her confused, confused with the other yeah. girl because she had magic powers too. Yeah. So there was like two girls that had magic powers. One's possessed and one's a priestess. Mm-hmm. So we're getting a little confused between the two because like we're, you know, taking notes and reading. It's not like we're like, they're not speaking English. You know what I mean? So it's like. What do you think about, uh, there was like two scenes where people got cut cut in half. That was pretty cool. Oh, I don't like, know. I don't know if I know what kinda, you're talking it about. It was kind of quick. There was that little snorkel guy, the little snorkel guy there playing Mahjong. Oh, yeah, the little monster thing, the Slimer. Yeah, he looked like Alf mixed with Slimer, but he was, like, hairy. Yeah, it was weird. And, like, they couldn't see him. Only one person could see him. Yeah, right. just like a puppet. It was weird. He was like a puppet that looked like a snorkel mixed with Alf. 
And he was brown. It must have came from that production company. I don't know. It almost kind of looked like those those creatures in that movie that 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 E. T. ripoff movie that I got. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. A yeah. little bit. They don't have cone heads. What's that called? You know? What's that movie called? Uh, I forget. I forget. People mention it like all the time. It's kind of funny. I really I was thinking about watching it on the podcast, but I, I don't know what to watch it with, you know what I mean? So but yeah, there was that and then oh yeah, then the guy who said he was gonna unalive himself if he didn't let her stay. If she didn't let him stay at his house, her house, for 30 days, and she said, okay, uh, he goes and tries to fuck some other bitch. Like, what the fuck? Right. During the first three days that he'd already been there. Spreading that herpes. Yeah, he's like in there trying to fuck the the wicked bitch. And mm-hmm. like, she turns into a red-haired like cat. It looked like the chick from, from Evil Cat. Yeah, it did. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I remember. When they had the red hair or whatever. And mm-hmm. like, I don't know why it was like that. Why she had red hair at that moment. I think it was just to scare him. It must have been. Because she scares him. And this was the kind of interesting thing. Because like, they, she scared him so bad that three tenths of his soul <laughs> went to different parts of like his favorite spots. Mm-hmm. And in order to save his life, because he was only three tenths dead, they had to go rescue those parts of his soul. Yeah, they had to take that was a, interesting. They had to take a gong with a fucking lantern, like a physical fucking, and catch it like it's a fucking firefly. Yeah, like they, if they saw it, they would call his name and they would tap it, and then it would like suck him into it like a fucking like a like a Ghostbuster trap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they would put him in their containment unit. I'm just kidding. <laughs> The size of a Twinkie. That's a big Twinkie. Uh, no, so the, it was cool because they, they were like, oh, he would be in his places that he loves to be. And one of them happened to be a fucking a porn theater. Oh, yeah, that's so, right. So his cousin Bong goes into the theater <laughs> on the stage during the height of a sex scene. <laughs> Which we were all laughing about. He's like, he's like, hey, uh, Chew, Chew, where are you? Are you in here, Chew? And they're like, get down, get down. <laughs> and like, uh, and then he finds him eating popcorn over in the corner. And then he hits the thing and he sucks him back in. That's and then funny. they're like, we don't know where the third one is, you know? And then he's like dry humping the poster of that girl. Oh, from the other movie? The Priestess, yeah. yeah. Which the poster, and I'm pretty sure of this, was from either Evil Cat or, yeah, I think it was Evil Cat, where she comes out of the poster. Uh-huh. Do you remember that? I vaguely remember. In one of those two movies, she comes out of the poster. I think it was the same fucking poster. It has to be the cat. because yeah. Because it is a Nong Chai Lam film, and that would mm-hmm. make sense. Because he would have the same poster. Mm-hmm. So, and she was in it. Oh, okay. So he probably used it. Mm-hmm. It was probably her, like, you know, like her glamour shot that she did for her. I miss glamour shots. Actor reel or actor photos or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they had this big blow up picture of her and he's like humping it and he's like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just silly shit like that in the movie, but it, <laughs> it's fun. I, I, I really liked it. It kind of became his own thing and they really didn't try to be too similar to Ghostbusters whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Even though they could have, they didn't. And I right. thought that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Is there anything else you want to add to it? I mean, do you enjoy doing these Hong Kong films, Christina? Or do you guys enjoy usually, it? Usually I don't. 
but uh, this week was okay. It was good. Okay, because we got a couple of more in the future, and there's some other ones that I want to get that I want to watch. You know, I try to spread them out a little bit because I know not everybody's into them, but I'm trying to get people into them. You know what I mean? Right. Because there's so many fucking types of horror out there from other countries that you guys could be watching and, and, and having fun with and just like, you know, seeing some weird shit for the first time and then showing your friends and then they'll be like, dude, you got a big dick. And like, they'll like you more than anybody because of me and Christina. Giving you big dick. Yeah. We give you big dick energy. B- BDE. <laughs> okay. Even if you're female or don't have a dick or want one, doesn't matter. It's BDE, baby. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll get out of that. <laughs> I'm digging. Yeah, just keep digging. Keep digging, keep Alex. Digging. There you go. Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed it. Hopefully, you can find a copy of the Ghost Snatchers if you really do like, if you like the sound of it and everything. You know, I know that some of these are a little harder to find, but if you go searching around, I don't know how I got my copy. I think I got a bootleg of it from somewhere else, but there, I couldn't find that place again. I don't know where I got it from, so I had to find the one on eBay. Yeah, sometimes they do disappear. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. Yeah, well, because they used to have these shops that when I was younger, right? Uh, you could get VHS tapes of all these things. Get the catalog. Yeah, you would get a yeah, catalog, catalog and you would like order all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, that stuff is long gone now mm-hmm. because that wasn't exactly the most legal way to do it. But, you know, if it, if a movie's not being sold, shouldn't we preserve it in some regard? You know what I mean? Like hey, before it goes to shit. That's what Vinegar Syndrome's trying to do. You know, that's what a lot of these boutiques are trying to do is to keep the cinema alive. Right. So, but yeah, let us know what you think of these movies. If you like Hong Kong films, if we should watch other Hong Kong films. And uh, next week, we don't know what we're going to watch next week, though. So and we're back in that square thing. We used to be so organized. But now it's like we're running by the seat of our pants. And yep. You know what's weird? It's like you, when you have all this stuff that you got to do, like work, it's like you, you go, mm, well, now I'm in the mood for something else because I got, you know, it's too right. similar to that. And you don't want to like do anything close to it. You, you got to space shit out. Yeah. You got to like, because otherwise you're going to get out. fucking tired of it. So right. if you guys have ideas or anything like that, you can always let us know. If you have anything on the wish list that you want us to see, you can always do it there. Don't forget to check out the YouTube Add us on threads. We're on threads now, so you can find us at BTVCast, or you can uh, also look up Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. should be easy to find on there. And or our TikTok, of course, because I'm still trying to add stuff to that there as well. And uh, that way you guys can stay, uh, you know. In the know. In the know about all these movies coming out, yo. We'll let you know by the end of the week to let you know what we're going to do for next week. So if you want to keep your eyes peeled to that, thanks for coming by, guys. And as always, long live the voice.